Welcome back in to the sixth episode of Mates and Takes, a show in which we rank things that should not be ranked. I cannot stress that enough. This shouldn't be a show. But you're in with me, Oliver, and as always, I'm joined by Cam. That's me. And Liam. It's 305. Today's episode. It is ranking our top three, what we believe to be the greatest moments in sports history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was really tricky. It It <coughs> is a little difficult. As always. But yeah, it, it is kind of tricky. I was stumped initially, and then I felt the flow of just mm. like picking all my picks one after the other. Mm. I think there was like the really cool thing about this category, although it might be difficult, there's so many cool things mm. to choose from. Yeah, And no matter if we personally disagree with each other, <coughs> they're all going to be fantastic. They're all pretty solid. Eh? I yeah. imagine they're all going to slap. <coughs> yeah. Okay, I'm kicking us off with my I have criteria. Did you have criteria? Oh, yeah. Did you have criteria? No. Just sport. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, so I do actually just have a little bit, just to clarify, um, because they do kind of like hamstring me down the line. But I just wanted to make clear. So I've considered it as like one solitary instance. So... Lionel Messi scoring 93 goals in a calendar year doesn't count. Um, All Blacks going back to back in World Cups doesn't count. Um, so, you know, ideally for me, this is one performance in one moment. Otherwise, it would be uh, top three, you know, athletes or achievements or something like that. Okay, that's your criteria. Yeah, I'm not saying you. that. I'm not saying this is just how I selected mine. I was also just going to say there is a way to work around that. Like, for example, you could pick the second World Cup final in which the sure. All Blacks repeat. Exactly, yeah. Definitely can do that. And, like, you know, if you want to have, you know, Michael Jordan's final shot for the Bulls, which just caps off, like, such an illustrious career, absolutely, I get that. I just ruled those out for myself. That's not to say that I discounted them for anyone else. Yeah, this um, guy's just trying to beat us on veteran mode. I also, <laughs> yeah. I also took into consideration, this is where it gets, like, a bit full-on, impact on the world beyond the results. So, like... What I was thinking was, if you get a buzzer beater, right? Ah, for shit, example, might have the same number one. <laughs> for example, um, earlier this season, and you're gonna hate this, the Bulls were playing the Warriors, and the Bulls were winning, and then the Warriors pulled up a three as a buzzer beater. Now, was it very dramatic in the moment? Yes, absolutely. And there have been multiple really dramatic shots across history or performances across history, but like, just another one comes along. If you think about the vast amount of sports, an upset or a dramatic moment of a performance happens daily, weekly. So I tried to take things in that were like even bigger than the sport itself. Um, I think that's like almost the main thing to consider here. Yeah, definitely. Like you Real can have quick, oh, I had a really good game. Ever? Uh, for me, it was like Jeremy Lamb. Uh, he was playing for the Hornets to beat the Raptors, I believe. I think it was just a regular season game and there was a full breakdown of the play and he just heaved it up to win it and it was from way way back almost half court and the reason I picked that is the shot was like so slim chance of going in and he also is not like a super like a mega mm. superstar actually yeah. I already said that it's Damian Lillard what am I saying yeah, yeah. yours yeah Damian Lillard against the Thunder yeah mine is actually uh me against Oliver a few months ago <laughs> and it was very close it was very tight and I also am not a recognized superstar and so for me to actually get a shot of such low percentages, admittedly, it was a layup. 
But for me, that's a low percentage hey man, shot. Buzzer beater is just a last second shot. Buzzer beater is a last second shot. Thank you. Can't say I remember that, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're not the one who's got it framed on your wall. Um, and then I also like. I did just want to quickly shout out moments outside of sport that still have to do with athletes, but still this is like sporting performances or sporting moments. So even if it's like an athlete has done something absolutely amazing, for example, Muhammad Ali being like, I'm not fighting in Vietnam because like that's just a brother to me and you know, a humanitarian effort. Amazing. Yes, it exists. And yes, it is a sporting achievement, but it's not sport. It's an athlete doing a thing. So I discounted those as well, even though they're amazing. Not saying that. Just, I also just. I don't think those. either of us have any moments that aren't a- actually. Yeah. While sport is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's my criteria. Is that fair? That sounds great. Um, certainly, like a lot of my decision making got like ranked up if all those things were attached to that certain athlete. Yeah. Um, like for example, you'll notice like one of my picks is like. And a moment that propelled someone's sporting career and then mm. I can actually make links to like how that sporting career then was yeah. so impactful outside of it. Yeah. My criteria, uh, not necessarily in order, but like um, impact on larger society was probably the biggest thing for me uh, because at the end of the day, sport, although it's like this great thing that we can all enjoy uh, and it's this like leisure pastime, it also is like now this thing that, Anytime it can become more than itself, I think it's at its best. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's how I ranked it. Um, then impact on sport itself, uh, ability to overcome adversary, um, storyline, context, unique circumstances. And I also chucked in there like pure athletic prowess. Right. I quite enjoyed all those things. Definitely. Yeah. Just like pure expression of like strength or yeah. speed or Unbelievable. That definitely plays into my one of my picks. All right, Liam. Get us going. Rip right, into it. My number three, straight off the bat, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Try and imagine the career of Michael Jordan because these two goats are quite similar in the sense of the greatness that they've achieved throughout their careers. Some some people would say that Tom Brady's a better goat than Michael Jordan because he's now I've got seven rings. Um, okay, so try and imagine Michael Jordan, when he came back with the Wizards at 40 years old, the Wizards made a couple shrewd trades, and then in their first season together, won the Super Bowl, or won the NBA championship. Except Michael Jordan was 40 when he did that. Tom Brady was 43 when he did that. Yeah, that's a good comparison, although your overall athleticism between okay, okay, the two okay. positions... Let's I've got that. Okay. <laughs> the only reason this isn't higher on my list is because conditioning and athleticism required of NBA guards is much higher than a quarterback. Quarterback can, you know, there's also a lot, like, big differences in the sport, you know what I mean? You can play, like, 20 hard minutes in basketball as you, you play, like, one hard minute in football, and then there's a break, and then you reset. And Tom Brady also notoriously, though, this is to help your point, notoriously was not in good condition like he he was drafted very low is my Mm. recollection and there is that hilarious photo of him just standing there like in a tracksuit or like yeah baggy and he's just shapeless he looks like mashed potatoes his draft (laughs) combine is like so unimpressive yeah and then to go from that to being the most winningest guy yeah like just like locked in for a victory ice cold killer mentality and like yeah 
super smart. Probably a demonstration of uh, moments where, like, sport can actually be greater than just athletic. Like, athletic prowess, what we were just talking about. Mm. Like, it, it can actually sometimes just be this guy who is, his brain is operating, like, 4D chess, you know. He sees everything. Someone, Something that someone said, um, some celebrity, I can't remember who, Tom Brady is, like, the greatest winner in sports. Mm. But I don't think he's the greatest athlete in sports. Mm. Is that kind of why you have this moment as, like, this cherry on top and crowning, like, the greatest winner in the history of all sports, in your opinion? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just, like, so impressive that he just went to it. You know, his, his team was like, yeah, you're done. We think that you're done. And that we're happy to just pass on you. And then he, like, was like, okay, cool. Went to a new team. Got some good players. But, like, new team, new city, first time, you know, first season chemistry. Won the whole thing. Also let go by a team like Bill Belichick is notoriously uh, – a good decision maker yeah uh, pretty pretty shrewd himself and so for him to make this judgment call on again the winningest guy i mean i i get i get it i don't it's always it's always felt like the patriots and especially bill palachick has always been like no one's bigger than the team yeah and oh, they yeah. will yeah, make yeah. sometimes they'll make bad decisions just to stick to their ethos strong yeah. comparisons between the spurs and the new england patriots yeah, I do think that uh, one thing I would push back on is that this is, mm, in terms of winningest athlete, I think, I hate to do it early ball, but like soccer has more winning, two probably more winning athletes than him in pure just stat line, numbers, dominance, time of dominance, um, individual awards, team awards, international performances and domestic performances. Um and I just think that that like does get lost if we go down the American sport path. You do, generally speaking, tend to fall on either like I like American sports, or I like you, not. This is black and white, but so like, or I like European. I'll stop sports. you right there because Bill <coughs> Russell has eleven NBA championships, but right. I didn't pick him. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it, This is who I feel, regardless of country right. of origin. Do you also, do you feel this uh, this Tom Brady moment, this is a genuine question, not loaded, like, do you think in 20, 30, 40 years we're going to keep talking about Tom Brady as, like, that guy? Do you think know, someone like I, Pat Mahomes is going to become that guy and overtake that mantle? Or? I highly doubt that. Right. Okay. I don't know enough to comment. Bro, we don't know anything about NFL, yeah, like he said. exactly. But, yeah, I definitely think he's left a massive legacy. Yeah. Just incredible. Crazy. And completely re... re- charged what it is to be uh just a quarterback like you got to be that od wagwan uh wicked <laughs> wicked my number three <laughs> entry is muhammad ali versus sunny liston two uh in 1965 cool <sighs> nice choice really nice choice it's such a good moment in time guys let's just first talk about muhammad ali the person Regarded as one of the greatest boxers of all time, I think he's in the t- like he'd be in like a maybe a fluid trio of people. Mm-hmm. I really don't know enough about boxing, but <coughs> this is just based on the fact that I know his name and I don't consume boxing like that. And through some research, <coughs> what they kind of think. Um, I think for me, you 
it's almost I think you have to have a moment of Muhammad Ali in your top three because to me he feels like the first athlete that really transitioned to becoming a pop culture icon mm-hmm. like he was so much bigger than sport back when like sport wasn't really uh in that realm and I tried to find someone and if you guys know I'd love to hear it that did it before him Babe Ruth yeah Babe Ruth and the other one that I would say is George Best again he was just considered like the fifth or the sixth Beatle um but yeah I completely agree like Mo Ali was right up there again Mm. fluid trio did you guys know that his footwork inspired Bruce Lee Mm. when Bruce Lee was um putting together uh, like a new adaptation of martial arts like that is so cool he was scheduled to fight Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> in an exhibition fight um, in 1971. But like in all the hype up to it, he, he trash talked him so much that Wilt pulled out. And also I'm pretty sure Wilt's team at the time was like they put in his contract, like a huge contract, like, but you cannot fight Muhammad Ali. No fighting. This was no his. Fights allowed. This was his first fight as Muhammad Ali mm. after his name changed from Cassius Clay. Um, now there's some really juicy things that made this moment really, really important to me. And one of them was it was like it has been um, just overwhelming. There has been this overwhelming controversy controversy around it. Um, talks of a phantom punch. Talks of Sonny Liston having um, connections to the mob died very under very strange circumstances when he was at a young age. Um, this fight and the one before it was for the heavyweight title, and I never realized this, but Muhammad Ali was like a massive underdog coming in. Like Sonny Liston, in terms of his um, legend, like people talk about him as being like top five or something like in terms of the heavyweights like he is just ruthless so Muhammad Ali managed to win the first fight and defended the title and a lot of people see this as kind of like the thing that launched his career to get that heavyweight title to defend it I guess that's the same kind of storyline where you create the people's champion that overcomes the odds and that connection with the audience Here's my reason why it needs to be in your top three and maybe why I picked this fight over other fights. You want to talk about impact that sport can have on people, the kind of emotions it can invoke, evoke, um, and you want to talk about exposure to these things. Sure, you can see replays of things on the news all the time. Uh, you can click onto YouTube. You can watch it live. You can see replays, but an image, an image that you can find on someone's wallpaper, uh, on someone's wall, um, I would say is like huge. And I would say the photo from this fight is like the most famous. Is that the one where he's standing over him? Yeah. Yeah. Going like this? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I actually think that is, you could make the argument, I'm happy to put it in like a top five because I don't know too much, but I think it is like one of the greatest sporting photos of all time. And I think photos like that now aren't as powerful as they used to be, but something yeah. like that on the cover of a magazine used to just slap. I'd say, I'd say that'd be on like every top ten list for sporting photos. Surely. I slap. think if you went down to ringside gym in Frankton... 
every person who trained there <laughs> has had that as their phone background Hell wallpaper yeah. at Hell least once. Yes. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. I um, definitely have. Not yeah, that I've ever I've been. No, I've never boxed in my life. I've never thrown a punch in my life. And I'm like, that's a cool photo. If you talk about boxing goats, people get like pretty fired up. You know, everyone's got their own goat. Mm. People say like Sugar Ray Romson is like real, yeah. real up there. Like, but if you if you talk to anyone who isn't like Floyd Mayweather, everyone will say Muhammad Ali is the goat. Yeah. Do you know Sugar Ray came to Hamilton uh, when you and I would have been 13? So what's that? Seven years ago. Um, and he spoke at Boys High, and he did a meet and greet. Really? Yeah. Like, just, just rocked up to Hamilton. I don't think he had any event or anything. He was just in New Zealand, and he turned up in Hamilton, and he came and talked to us, and he had quite a funny voice. And I didn't know Holy who he was, shit. really. Yeah. And, and Sweet I was like, guy. <clears throat> Sweet guy. Yeah. And how about this? Like, when you're 13 and you don't know shit about anyone, you're just like, this fucking guy's here to talk to us about, like, being good about God, not doing drugs, all that sort of stuff at your assembly. And then we f- I w- went home. My parents were like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, Sugar Ray Robinson came in. No, Sugar Ray Leonard, isn't it? Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sugar Ray my Leonard bad, came in. Yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard came in. I and like, that. Um, no, he didn't. There's <laughs> no way Sugar Ray Leonard came to your school today. <laughs> All right. He definitely did. Very short, little. Are you sure you got it right? No, though? yeah, it definitely okay. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Um. No, yeah, great pick. I think it was the fight Muhammad Ali against Sonny Liston. So, like, Muhammad Ali, lovable guy, was also a bit of a psychopath and invented the, like, psychological warfare oh, game. Yeah. I believe it was the Sonny Liston, possibly the first one. Could have been the second, and it might not even have been him. It might have been, like, Foreman or the Rumble in the Jungle. But uh, he drove onto his lawn, his house lawn, and he got out of his car with all this press around him. And he was like, fight me now. I'm pretty sure it is Sonny. He's like, fight me now, Sonny. Fight me now. We'll do it right here in your home territory. Fight me now. Like, he just got inside people's heads. And I think it was the first time trash talking was a thing. There's a video of, like, Sonny Luston in a casino. And Muhammad Ali comes up to him. He's, like, <coughs> just trying to get in his face, trying to, like, yeah. talk shit to him. Sonny Luston pulls out a fake gun. <laughs> so you don't know it's fake. Just points it at him, like, blows a blank. And he just, like, hits the gap. He's just like, shit's fake. Just like shoots at it. It's like jacket. Nothing happens. Terrible. Terrifying. Um, but that is my number three. And I would like to Solid pass pick. the baton. That's the sporting reference. <coughs> on to Cam. So mine's also a boxer. Um, you guys might have heard of Mike Tyson. And oh, yeah. you might know that Mike Tyson in 1986 knocked out Trevor Burbick to be the youngest world champion in history. This isn't about that. You might know that Mike Tyson held the record for the fastest knockout, but this isn't He's about that. He's going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> you might know that Mike Tyson for a time was considered the scariest man on planet Earth, but this isn't about that either. <laughs> this is about more recent Mike Tyson, 2020 Mike Tyson, and this one flew under the radar. But last year, Mike Tyson fought a shark and knocked it out. I'm not joking. Mike Tyson had a fight underwater with a shark and knocked it out. And that to me is fucking insane. You said that Muhammad Ali was going to have an exhibition fight with Will Chamberlain. Imagine if you were like he was going to have an exhibition fight with a shark. We would have lost our fucking mind. Well, Mike Tyson did that last year in the Bahamas or Barbados in a B country. And he knocked it out. Um, <laughs> when Mike Vick was convicted of dog fighting. 
Yeah. Did we celebrate any aspect of that? Uh, Mike Vick had a dog fight a dog. He wasn't beating up dogs. He wasn't walking around fighting dogs. He was having his dog fight a dog. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, I mean, Mike Tyson wasn't sending his pet shark or pet tiger in to fight a shark. He fought the shark. So he It's himself. a shark, bro. You know how they, you know how they, uh, what's it called? Advertised it? Jaws versus Tyson. He fought Jaws. Talking about Kid Dynamite? We talk about Kid Dynamite v Jaws, bro. Talking about Iron Mike? Talking about Iron Mike versus an aquatic... (laughs) We're talking about Iron Mike versus Jaws. Cam, you're talking about animal abuse. He'd have been like, I'm going to make you my bits. (laughs) I'm going to fight you. I'm going to slap you up, baby. You know sharks have like a... Electrical impulses in their skin? To where they can like sense blood? Yeah. Mike also can sense blood. Did you also know that like... If sharks get a whiff of an orca whale within like a hundred kilometers of them, they'll swim to the other side of the earth rather than like face it. This like orca whales are like with Mike. Oh, deadly! They do that now with Mike. They hear Mike coming, big bear Mike's rumbling in the jungle, bro. They hear Mike coming and they're going to the other side. They're going to like Antigua. All right, classic Cam joke So classic (laughs) because it is like kind of problematic and it just throws to the wind a lot of his own criteria. (laughs) (laughs) So I initially had him fighting Trevor Burbick and I initially had how like youngest ever and the, the story of Mike Tyson is like that whole scariest man on the planet. I think he is one of the few people in history who he, if he killed someone in the ring, like you believe it. You'd be like, yeah, he, he killed someone. He hit them so hard, he killed them. And uh, I remember reading that when he was a kid, he so he got kind of adopted by his trainer, Custom Arthur. Um, and when he was a kid, Cuss, uh, which explains a lot of why Mike is so fucked up, um, he had him hypnotized so that every time he heard the ring of a bell, he wanted to kill someone. Yeah, young Joe Rogan. Yeah. Not good, man. Not good. Imagine that. You hear the ring of a bell and you want to kill someone. And he just breaks down now when he talks about that sort of thing. Also, credits to Mike Tyson, bro. He's got a one-man show that went to Broadway. One-man show that went to Broadway. You know who else had that? Previous episode, shout out. SpongeBob went to Broadway. Shout out, SpongeBob. Yeah, Mike Tyson's really turned his life around. Yeah, good for him, eh? Um, I mean, obviously, very problematic history. Lots of controversy. But... uh, he fought a fucking shark last year, bro, and none of us even knew about it. We were all worried about COVID, and he was like, man, give me that shark. I'm going to fight that shark. I don't give a shit. I'll fight that shark. I can uh, I can do it without that impression. <laughs> yeah, now sound like Mike Tyson to do it. <laughs> I think this, this list deserves uh, moments that we necessarily haven't heard of. Thank you. Don't you dare say, but that's not one of them. But that's not one of them. <laughs> Definitely not. I Honestly, I've got two really depressing and really intense picks, and I thought, I can't have one where he wants to kill a guy and then two really depressing things. So, you know, lighten the mood up a little, man. Light some candles, make it easy breezy. I couldn't, listen, I couldn't agree more. I like to really stick to the purity of picking the very best top three. Yeah. And I want Steen to know that because yeah. he will be picking a winner at the end. And just yeah. remember this moment, Steen, yeah. when... Yeah, when I dipped my toes in, I was like... Scared of no sharks. 
I ain't afraid of no sharks. Yeah, I want people to know I that I take this me. shit super serious. Yeah. And no, I, l- I love that kind of thing, though, because I don't think our listeners would have ever heard of that either. Do you know what else I will very quickly say about it? Um, is So I think Dana White had something to do with it, and I think Dana White is basically the Lex Luthor of American sport, <laughs> and if we keep going down this fucking American sport journey... That is going to be par for the course. By the way, Michael Phelps was meant to race against a shark. Michael Phelps, most winningest Olympian. Yeah. He lost. So Mike Tyson won. I'm just saying, you know. We're talking about winning. We're talking about just fucking victories. Put them up against a shark and see what happens, bro. First of all, a couple of things. I need to know, like, how deep the water was. How big was the shark? Like, because if he beat, yeah, like, what a lemon shark and, like, the way in? ankle deep water, yeah, whatever, man. Well, do you know the answer to those questions, Cam? Uh, I know that it's not, like, you know, it's not a great white or whatever. It's not um, a little baby. He's not beating up baby sharks. I did see the photo. Because, I it's mean, around like, people about, club seals, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's around about, I would say, probably seven feet, maybe, the shark. Eight feet in length. And oh, if yeah. I was to guess the weight, I would probably say... Weighing in after a cut, um, oh, I would say it's pretty comfy, like hundred plus kilos. It was a pretty big thing. It wasn't massive or anything. A couple but it is hundred big. kilos. No, a hundred plus. I would. Sorry. I wouldn't mind Steen jumping on the mic and letting us know. Can you confirm that it's pretty? It's like eight feet. So after some uh, quick research here. By the way, don't you dare say anything about that tonic thing that it's gonna say. <laughs> don't say anything about that shit. What's the tonic? Nothing. It's just this gin and tonic thing Mike drinks. Well, let's just let's just get the facts right. It was nearly uh, fifty feet underwater, yeah. so it's not shallow. It's pretty deep. Um, when I'm looking at the video, it's it's quite a baby shark. It's not very big. It's not. It's, I thought it was like about eight feet. Long. I mean, I, I need more time to look further into it, but uh, it's it's not very. You know, there's two guys holding it down there. Like once there it gets taken out, they come down. They make sure it's all good, and both of them like. Take one side each. Just have a quick look here. Um, Just for everyone to know, like the shark's about the size of Godzilla or something. Yeah, what do you think of this? Pretty huge. It's right about... Just for those who aren't aware, I'm just showing uh, Oliver here the video. What do you think, Oliver? What what are your eyes on right now, man? See, that's a big shark there. It's... Here's what I always need to remind myself of. It's not big... But if I was underwater and I saw that, I would shit myself. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So don't think of like... Um, it's not Jaws. Okay, big. well, if as long as it's something that would scare you, then okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He did actually do some kind of damage against yeah. a formidable creature. Formidable, yeah. Here's the worst part. Like, they're on one of those things where you can just, you know, swim with the sharks. Mm. So this... This shark is just swimming by. It's minding its own business. Yeah, this, is, this sucker is punches. full I, on animal cruelty. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. So I just think, I also think, I also think he fucking knocked out a shark. That's all. That's all. Cam, a shark, Cam's which is a villain in uh, Sharknado. Cam's number two is um, a gladiator <laughs> killing another gladiator in the arena. It's kind of killing a lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we can move on from that shit. And get Liam Dunn's second pick. Okay, my second pick is uh, Michael Jordan's final shot as a Chicago Bull in Game 6 of the NBA Finals against the Utah Jazz in 1998. A lot of American sports so Mm. far and sports people. Hey, man. Hey, bro. They got a lot of the best sports. Okay? Could you you set the scene? So I, I know that I've seen the shot, but just set the scene. Okay, so in the last, like... 
12 seconds of play in the game six to win his sixth title, his second three-peat in like eight years or some shit. He gets the he gets the ball going down the field, pushes off his defender, hits a knockdown, like deep two, to get the go ahead. Bulls win the game. The reason why this is my number two, not just because it caps off such an illustrious career, but when I think about that shot, that's how I remember, like goat Michael Jordan, like the smartest most battle-hardened, well-rounded, like, the most weapons in his arsenal version of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, just God tier Michael Jordan. And really, that's all I have to say. <coughs> Oliver, I'm, cl- I'm keen to hear thoughts on this. Did you, just before, make the argument that Tom's more winning than Michael Jordan? The most... Winningest athlete in my opinion, yes. What puts Michael Jordan above Tom Brady for you? In this moment? Yeah. Because it was like, it like, there's not like Tom Brady in his, uh, in winning the Super Bowl, where like, it was like they were going to lose and then he threw a touchdown pass to clinch the game. Mm. Whereas Michael Jordan, in his last game for the Bulls, for his last championship, took the last shot of his team and, like, won the game for them. There's a narrative to it, right? There's an importance of the shot as well as mm. it just being his last shot. There's the narrative that, like, Mike always controlled his destiny, right? And also... He took the shot. I feel like Michael Jordan's six championships have a more clean feel to them than Tom Brady's rings. He has six times that he went to the finals, he yeah. did it, and his, three th- his two three-peats. And also Mike never deflated a ball, right, in any of those finals. So. And, and Mike never <laughs> punched a shark in any of those finals. Which Mike are we talking about, yeah. right? Um, I think when it comes to bar- the sport of basketball, yep. I would say it's the most important, maybe the most important moment in its history. Yep. Uh, there's probably a few flashbulb moments. In the context of bigger sport, it just doesn't start to leach out into any wider impacts for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything to do with Michael Jordan on my list. Okay, I think I think the one thing that I okay, would say... Okay, I will say this also. The only reason why it's not my number one is because it is a, a personal achievement right. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more just like putting the shine on his like sixth trophy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you could almost say his first three Pete was the thing that launched Mike into like it, he was the nineties, right? Space Jam, Jordans, Nike. He was everywhere. It and, was the late eighties and the nineties. No, no, sorry. His three Pete yeah. that yeah, yeah, that yeah, there yeah, where yeah. he's done that, it's like, oh, this is Mike's decade. You know, he can do whatever he wants. He can have golf, he can have gambling, he can have baseball, he can do whatever. And then he finishes his second three-peat and it it sort of ties it up quite nicely. But it's almost like, oh, the story is over now and there's not going to be a sequel. And so you now have it. So it's like, yep, that's the bookend right there. So on the one hand, that's beautiful because the narrative is complete. And he's, like I say, he just fucking captains that from start to finish. The fiercest competitor. You know, if we're going to talk about like, these are all abstract terms, but winningest athlete, you'd have to say Mike is probably the most competitivist athlete yeah, 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 probably yeah. in history. Yeah. Psychopath. 
And then in a good demons way. when yeah, it comes to yeah. competing. Uh, one of the things is, right, with all of these like performances is just like there is this underlying psychopathy behind under oh, every single yeah, one of them. Yeah, like yeah. taking all of <laughs> I know Mike fought a shark, but ignoring that and taking like Trevor Burbick and that done all of them. <laughs> all of them are well, like ducking crazy. Memory? They Stop. are psychopathic. Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson. These are not people you ever really want to have a conversation with. These yeah. are people who you go, wow, that's amazing. Fuck, I hope I never meet you or bump into you in the street or like, you know, have to stand next to you in a subway. Yeah, even the like quote unquote nice athletes are still psycho as fuck. Yeah. That's how they got to where they are. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs to them. Must be a pretty full on life. Well, it's funny. It's this really surreal experience watching the Olympics. I've been watching it with Hillary and like we were watching the gymnastics the other day. Shout out to Hillary. Shout out to Hillary, friend of the pod. Lover of the pod. Um, <laughs> and we were like watching these young women uh, compete and we both went, it's so incredible. And this is a sport where we both put our hands up and go, it seems superhuman to us. It's the furthest thing from something we could do. Mm. But also, my God, there's a, a girl there who's 16 years old and we both looked at each other and went, she hasn't had a life. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have a social life. Her, her dad was her coach. Like I mean, Ugh. imagine that dynamic. And so, I have so much respect for athletes um, and Olympians. And but I actually would never wish for a lot of what they have. No, no, yeah, especially no. if they're moving to Egypt to inject steroids. But like, and, and you one were of like watching the gymnastics, <coughs> and you were like, "Damn, that girl like looks like she's really professional." She's uh, so like Simone Biles, for example, is four foot eight, and I almost had Simone Biles in here because fair uh, enough. Did you know that Simone Biles has had four different skills named after her, and they are all the hardest skill you can <laughs> perform in gymnastics? Like, so imagine just. Imagine that Michael Jordan jumper, right? And then being like, oh, that's worth more points now because it was so fucking hard. That's how good they her moves are. They the amount of points you get. Yeah, yeah, they increased, they changed their entire scale because they're like, oh shit, someone's come along who's even better than what we thought was possible. Is this her third Olympics? Did you see everyone's no, it's like only her crucifying second. her? Yes. She's uh, she's 23 She years like old. quit out because the stress was too much. For she her. had a panic attack earlier today. Earlier like today. Just, she yeah. withdrew oh, from shit. the competition. And everyone's just like, how dare you? Like, you're not the GOAT. Oh, my God. She's won like Fair enough, man. 30 uh, gold medals or some shit. The most baller thing ever. She's like, I honestly don't know how many world championships I've won. I just lose count. I think it's 28 or maybe it's 29. Hey, it's guess, like, no, it's 30. Hey, guess what? You win a single gold medal, uh, you qualify for the Olympics. Uh, no, hang on. You try your best and you decide you want to tap out because you're having a panic attack. You can do it. Yeah. Everyone else can shut I the fuck agree. up. And also like the, just like the amount of just like, just like amount of medals you would have to win to even come close to being like considered on her level like she could just retire now like who cares you've done a, an amazing job just mm. enjoy widely, the rest of your life widely already considered the greatest gymnast of all time yeah yeah already what a beast and, and came and they fucking came second so it's not like they bombed out because of her not that any of this is because of her but it's not like they bombed out because of her they came second silver bro yeah 
she she fucking you know slips over doing one of by the way the four hardest fucking skills ever she does one little slip there and they still come second and people are like that's about miles we wanted to hate you in the first place Dude. because of a lot of unspoken reasons people are just looking <coughs> for a reason to hate on greatness how about she also came out um a few years back uh, i think it was 2017 and uh commented on how uh she was sexually assaulted by her coach her gymnastics coach and that the American gymnastics organization basically hushed her and kept her silent. So, and now they're turning around being like, oh, you're having a panic attack? Bro, how about the amount of fucking trauma that's built up? It's a problematic sport, gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Incredible athletes, problematic organization. That's a fucking thing. <coughs> I completely agree with all of that. It's, it's ruthless how, like, we're, we're here to celebrate great sporting moments. And But I'm glad we're also... <coughs> Pointing out a darker side that yeah. can come with it as well. Um, if you guys are happy, yeah, I'd yeah. love to share with you my number two. Yeah. I wonder if you know anything about Margaret Abbott. Oh, great shout. Yeah. Yeah, great shout. Cast your minds back to Paris, France, 1900. Olympic Games. <laughs> okay, so black and white. <laughs> the first ever time that the women, like women are allowed to compete in the Olympics... Uh, but even then, they were really shitty about it. They said it was kind of running alongside the Olympics, and it wasn't until, like, I think the 1950s where they, like, actually sorted it out or something like that. Um, so there were 22 women that competed overall, and t that was 2.2% of all athletes at the Games. She won gold in golf. She was American. God damn it, I didn't mean to have... I just realized all my athletes are American. Yeah, because America's got the best sports. <laughs> here's, here's a really cool little thing. They didn't give um, the woman who competed medals. Instead, she got a porcelain, a gilded porcelain bowl. But um, hey, guess what? There's a ton of gold medals out there. I wonder how many of these Olympic gilded porcelain bowls are. I would argue those are more rare than gold medals, special edition gold medal. I would agree with you, but I would, I bet she would have preferred a gold medal, buddy. Yeah, probably. <coughs> Listen to this. The reason why she competed in the Olympics for golf is because she played golf and she happened to be in France at the time. So she was like, what's going on? Olympics? Oh, yeah, I'll play. The most badass. You want to know another thing? The dress code was long skirts and fashionable hats. She didn't She didn't show up like that. She showed up in a tight skirt and high heels and won gold. Dressed as that. Uh, just amazing. Women's golf didn't return to the Olympics until Rio, the last Olympic Games. So sh as it stands, I believe, like, she is one of, like, so few women that have won um competing in golf at the Olympics. So it's incredible. And here's the last reason why, I mean, I, th I feel like I've kind of given the blueprints why this is really, really important moment because I wanted to pick a point in time where women's sport was being pushed forward. And then I wanted to pick a really badass character and something super different and unique. And I know you guys would have never heard of this, but there's so much going on. Her mum competed in the same event, <laughs> and that is the first time, first and only time that's ever happened 
in history that uh, in the Olympics, yeah, mother and daughter have competed in the same sport at the same time at the Olympics. Out of the Olympics, it's just called bring your kid to work day, and yeah. it's not that big a deal. You know, like um, Ken Griffey Senior and yeah. Ken Griffey Junior played on the Seattle Mariners together and like hit back to back home runs together as like father and son. Crazy, crazy. That's dope. Margaret Abbott is just such a fucking badass and she deserves a moment in history. And so she is my number two pick. Yeah, shout out Margie. That's um, a great pick, Oliver. Maggie, Maggie A is crazy. Um and um, put, <coughs> put some respect on her name, bro. Say the say the full <coughs> name. Yeah. Dame Margaret Abbott. Uh I don't I don't I'm not doing this to like override your one, but I just want to say like she paved the way for did you end up like seeing uh Didrikson Zaharias. Have you heard of her? Oh, babe Didrikson Zaharias. Is she a player or is she one who researched her? What does the babe stand for? Oh, that's her name. Yeah, Mildred Ella Babe Didrikson Zaharias. Oh, okay. That's her nickname. So um, she also was, she is widely considered as one of the greatest female golfers of all time. Um, but before she did golf, she, I, this is like a side one. This is, I'm not entering this or anything and you can just cut it whenever if you think it's not interesting, but she won five events at the Olympics in 1932. Uh, tw- and then she got bored basically. None of, so that was in javelin throw, 80 meter hurdles, high jump, high jump again, and baseball throw. Weird. And then uh, she got bored and just started playing golf and she won the US Women's Open in 48, 50, 54, Western Open in 40, 44, 45, 50 and won a full title in 47, 50 and 52 where she won a total of 10 medals during her professional status. So she just got fucking bored. And I thought that that was her, but she's not doing any of that if old Margot ain't doing her shit. Margaret, yeah. Yeah. The, Margaret you just it. reminded me by, by saying dame, you know how like it's dame and knight, right? Sir, sir Damon, yeah. sir. Two things. Well, how legendary would it be if you got knighted? First of all, <laughs> like just showing up to some people that you haven't seen in ages and they're like, uh, yeah, Oliver Dunn. You're like, yes, sir, Oliver Dunn. Yeah, well, I'm wearing a knight in school uniform, so like I'm halfway there. But then also, there's also like a lot of controversy about um, the whole yeah. system in Britain because like they won't knight black British people. They'll give them, yeah. they'll offer them the highest rank in the army in the British army but they won't knight them like they offered um, I think they offered it to Skepta and he was just like get fucked yeah yeah it's pretty uh, tricky to navigate the royal family and all their yeah shittiness and just conquest and representing fucking pretty horrible things terrible people (laughs) yeah facts yeah Prince Phil's dead what a shame um, no, that's an amazing pick, man. Margaret Abbott is like, how cool is it that just doing her shit on a whim, kind of, and like bossing it? Also, okay, this is crazy little fun fact that I just realized. She, to my knowledge, she has never abused animals wow. even once. Yeah, certainly not on she, television. 1900s. She's probably wearing a lot of furs. You can't prove that. Ah. Uh, you didn't even know who I was talking about, and you called her Margot. All right, moving uh, right along. Margot Shaw for Margot. Okay, so my, like Can I said, can my next one is, uh, these two are pretty, de- well, not depressing, but like bigger than a guy fighting a shark. Um, so in 1914, uh, World War One going on, and have you guys heard of the Christmas truce? Yes. You have? Yeah. I haven't, but I assume it was like, we're going to stop fighting for Christmas. 
Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. And so uh, the English and the Germans uh, across the way, they kind of met in the middle. They buried their dead in uh, no man's land and um, sort of exchanged some gifts and kind of, you know, there was this interest about like, who are these people we're fighting? And then they just started playing a game of football. Multiple games of football occurred across the lines. Um, Kind of accounts are varied because... (laughs) it's a war and so people are just writing about a lot of stuff um but this was a moment where these two sides who are literally trying to kill each other um came came and met in the middle um and just kind of experienced football which i thought was quite interesting or i played football but i thought it was quite interesting because like generally speaking if you're talking about rivalries (laughs) you're like oh yeah um the lakers and the clippers the blues and the chiefs manchester city manchester united and we hate each other blah 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 in this instance, you're like, uh, we're very possibly going to put a bullet in your head tomorrow. Let's come and play football and do it the opposite direction. So it was a nice inverse of a traditional rivalry where actually the stakes for once are lower. And so that's what I've got there. Not as fun, but nonetheless, I think, I think that's vitally important. I think that's so cool. I didn't even think of anything like that, you know? Certainly thinking outside of the box. It is... I was trying to think like, oh, like, does it serve, does it like create any problems for this kind of list, right? Not to be like, oh, you know, because it's, because they're not athletes. I think the the only thing is it like basically trades an impact on people completely for any kind of impact on sport. Absolutely. So yeah. most of the accounts are that they are like, no one's bringing their little Nike T90 swerve ball to war in their little bag. You've got a lot of <laughs> rations in there and canned beans and spam. You're not bringing your soccer ball. So most of the time they're using bags of rubbish. These are soldiers. They're obviously like, no man's land is this muddy, horrible trench, like with a lot of fucking barbed wire and risks and health and safety protocols would definitely say no, no, no. But they're still playing. So the quality is zero. Um, but like you say, I trade in all of that. And fortunately, like, I made sure that was why my criteria had nothing to do with athleticism. It had to do with moments that exist beyond sport. Um, and the fact like that this is more than 100 years now. And whilst not something that is hugely uh, known about, when talked about, you immediately go like, oh, I get why that was important. I get why that actually was a thing that is quite um, wholesome in a moment of just fucking death and despair and gray and grim and moldy, rotting bodies. Yeah. I really like your t-shirt that you got on. Thanks, man. He got it for me for Christmas or my birthday. That's a fucking solid t-shirt. It's Christmas. And that's a solid gift. We yeah. Did I go see you Christmas morning or was it Christmas yep. Eve? Sure did. Christmas morning. Saw Often a breakfast, he said no. Yeah, so I used to look pretty much across the road. For folks at home that can't see, it's, uh, it's an alphabet shirt that has, for every letter of the alphabet, an example of... Of the letter as a word, but very interesting examples. It's, uh, it's a navy. All navy themed. Oh wow! Which is going to make Liam's mind go even crazier. That's dope. Do you guys ever worry that we will never get a real sponsor? Yeah, yeah. I I don't really interrupt do. me, Cam. I'm actually doing an ad. Struggling to find advertising for your show? Find yourself making fake ads each week to seem important, and maybe get a couple of cheap laughs from your producer. Grow up. <laughs> well that's that was the end of the game. oh yeah that is um quite full on didn't say which company was um logging that job <laughs> no that that is uh written by a company that uh have like a white you know who that was written by like 
anonymous with their masks. They, they don't want contact details. Um, they don't guys, want remember to use uh, promo code TAKES21 <laughs> on checkout when you use we're not going to yeah. tell you which website to use. Yeah, just keep putting in Taints21 on every website's promo code, and eventually you'll get a Domino's pizza for half price. Keep putting in Tapeworms21 in any kind of retail clothing outlet store, and hopefully you'll throw in a free pair of socks. Yeah, or at least some medicine for your tapeworms. Okay, gang. All right, gang leader. Okay, gang. <laughs> Numero uno. I think, yeah, let's find out. Oh, I know what his is. It's not ours. Really? Yeah. My number one is Muhammad Ali's triumph over George Foreman at Rumble in the Jungle. Amazing pick. Tell us more, Liam. This victory meant so much more than just a boxing match. Apart from at the time doing what was thought unthinkable and defeating like the physically superior and in the prime of his life, just a hulk of a man... George Foreman, Hoorah! denting a heavy bag with his cross, like literally leaving a dent in the heavy bag after he's finished punching. Oh my God. Hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> he both physically and mentally broke George Foreman in this fight. Apart from just beating him, which everyone thought was undoable, he came up with the rope-a-dope his signature move outlasted him, mentally broken by like in in something in like the tenth round or something, when George Foreman thought he might be close to beating him. Muhammad Ali whispers in his ear, "Is all you got?" And then he, hurrah, hurrah. It's my thing, Cam. Done. Um, Whippy. This bout was a metaphor for Muhammad Ali's battle with. America and his ban from boxing over refusing to fight in Vietnam as a consequence, having his prime taken for him. You better be reading this from your notes and not Wikipedia, baby. No, I am. Okay. You know, imagine if Michael Jordan never got to play in his 98 season. That's what happened to Muhammad Ali. He was vilified by the media, called like unpatriotic, not an American. Ali did that, then he came back... <coughs> And still did this. I mean, the mental fortitude required just to step in the ring with someone is next level. But to go through what he went through and still come out on top and then win and reclaim his heavyweight title. I mean, like, Muhammad Ali is, like, and the greatest of all time as a boxer, in my opinion, but, like, the greatest top five best people of all time. So, like a little tidbit is he he went to Iraq and personally negotiated with Saddam Hussein to get to like free nine uh, American hostages in the hostage situation in Iraq. Uh, you know he he used to run through the streets of I think it's it's somewhere in Africa the Rumble in the Jungle Zaire Zaire <coughs> no security. People running in the streets with them. You got to be a special kind of person to do that. Man, you know how I feel about Muhammad Ali, having him at number three, man. So couldn't agree more. Do um, you think? Oh, sorry, you go. With him being uh, in this discussion, do you think we will ever have a Muhammad Ali character personality ever again? 
In my personal opinion, no, because of the way that Lamelo Ball. <laughs> I'm a Leangelo guy. I mean, yeah, you're really a ride or die then. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just don't think because of the way yeah. that everyone is gearing themselves up, even from such a young age, mm. like kids are like used to talking to the media and stuff like yeah. that, and people are like, you know. From a young age, branding them, you know, like treating themselves as a business, and they're, exactly. they're all about how much money you can make. And how about uh, the fact that when Cristiano Ronaldo transferred to Juventus in 2018, the leading headline was that he had more followers than everyone else in the world on Instagram. Uh, he's also widely considered probably the first or second greatest footballer of all time. But uh, you know, follow up to that is, oh yeah, he's also got a hundred or whatever it is. The hundreds of millions of followers on Instagram. The conversation is him and Messi, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, who, yeah. In your opinion, who? Messi, yeah. yeah. Because uh, it's, I heard the argument that he was like, he's more of a team player, like... Um, it's just... Uh, it's it's a personal opinion, man. You can watch one and you're just like, that is just brute athleticism. Some of the stuff that Ronaldo can pull off is incredible. His jumping, his two-footed ability, um, his leadership is next level, whereas Messi is just this, like, diminutive... Got a human growth hormone deficiency. He's like five foot six or something, um, and the ball is just glued to his foot. Like, it just genuinely depends on what you prefer to see. Yeah, he can it's do some straight up like magical, wizardry. yeah, like magic wizardry. bullshit where you're just like, how did he? Yeah, he's a FIFA fucking you know character. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He's one of those FIFA fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA fucker. You gotta get him. Od, what's your number one, brother? Love that pick. I love Muhammad Ali. Unfortunately, number one for this list is yeah. not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. It's Jesse Owens yeah. at the 1936 Olympics. Yeah. And we all know the story. Um, he goes into Nazi Germany at the time. Um, and let's do like a little bit of uh, background. At the time... Uh, Germany was really using the Olympics to uh, fuel and empower um, Nazi Germany, uh, using it to spread a whole bunch of their propaganda bullshit. And you imagine at the time the bro Hitler was chatting about this whole Aryan race being the superior race. Um, well, the bro Jesse Owens, who is African-American, goes in and wins four gold medals, sets two world records. And this isn't in, like, what's, like, a low-tier Olympic sport? Yeah. It I wasn't in table it. tennis. <coughs> what? The yeah. bro did this in athletics. So we're talking the 100-meter, the 200-meter, the long jump, and the... 400-meter? Nah, no, the, the, the relay. The relay. Yeah. That's 400 meters. It's 400 <laughs> meters it's total. four times 100 meters, so he's correct. Yeah. 400 meters. You know, there's a 400 meter. Yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. I was doing research. Was he regarded as the most successful athlete from that Olympics? I think so. Yeah. I think so, too. Like, I think he won the most. It's hard because the longer time goes on, again, his uh, as it should, his story um, persists longer. Like, you could have some little... You could have a little German girl in there who's going crazy and swimming or something, but... Obviously, Jesse Owens is going to be talked about for longer, so it gets muddied. Yeah. But yes, I think so. Germany actually won the medals in that Olympics, but fuck that. Germany um, invented methamphetamine. Of course they fucking won the medals, bro. They were out there doping before everyone else. Um, a little thing about your story that you're telling. The guy, the German athlete who was racing yes. against him, 
congratulated yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, didn't he give him an advice because he almost he almost got kicked out after he almost got knocked out after like the prelim, pre, 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 preliminary he rounds. Won. Yeah. So he they they went head to head in the long jump, and uh, when I think his name's Lars, uh, when they first and second, and then they walked hand in hand yeah. around the entire stadium. Arms. Yeah, and walked around the whole stadium as sort of a demonstration against fascism which as you can imagine Addy H was not over the moon about he didn't like it so my whole thing is like sport can serve a purpose outside of its original uh, purpose vacuum right yeah and anytime it does that it it (coughs) becomes this amazing thing and bigger than itself and you see um today's athletes advocating for positive change around, you know, sustainability, around uh, gender equality, around um, especially, you know, um, fighting against racism. Um, and you want to talk about a moment in history where someone physically bit racism. Mm-hmm. He took to that track and with his athleticism and his willpower was just like, you're so wrong about this. And and that athleticism stemming from hard work as well, right? Which is such like the propaganda, as you put it, little shit at the time um, yeah. was all around. You know these vicious lies around either laziness or biological deficiencies, and so you go, well, <laughs> there's both of them just fucking thrown to the wind. Um, I have one last little nugget, which just like. This is already into like outer space for me, but it gets me a little bit closer <laughs> to the moon. But I wonder if I hold off on it to see if you have that point because I know it's your number one. Yeah, it is my number one. Um, I don't know because there's lots of points, but you go. Uh, you have the same number one. Yeah, we do. We definitely. So do. it's you yeah. guys versus me on this. I don't think so. I think no, 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 no. It I, is. I think. And if I win, I'm Giannis, and I beat the super team. I think I don't want to hear we're, anything we're, about You it. know that we're not on the same team because no. well, you are on this one because you're the same number other. one, and I, that's how it is in my mind. And from that moment on, I took it personally. Well, let's put it this way: you're not going to win, Liam. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I think Steen can take into account all. Th- well, he can do it however he wants. Who am I to say? But he, he can take into account all three immediately. You'd hope I shouldn't win. I shouldn't win. I'm not going to protect. Well, actually, hang on. I do have the Christmas truce, which is crazy. I got two <laughs> war themes. I got World War One and World War Two in here, where, like you said, sport just transcends. It's where sport became transcendent, and in one of those, that is where a group of people transcended uh, war. And in the second one, on either side, and in the second one, it is where an individual looked in the face. I was thinking about like there is basically no modern day analogy to this. The closest I could think would be maybe going into North Korea, and even then, yeah. It's just not the same vicious, like, you know, you don't really want to talk about the numbers. And everyone knows the numbers. It was like six million Jewish people murdered. Minimum, minimum. Six million people murdered. And this guy looked in the face of, like, a borderline literal oven and went, you are wrong. I am going to fight this the way that I know I can. And I actually don't know too much about Jesse Owens. Um, he didn't know be- that, though, beyond going his into those Olympics. Of course, of course he knew. Of course, everyone knows about Nazi Germany. No, 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 no. They didn't know about the Holocaust. They didn't know about... Oh, right, right. People didn't know about that until the end of World War II when they found the camps. Correct, but the messages and the propaganda are beginning. The seeds are being sown. Adolf Hitler is now in power. And what I more mean is he did did what he did 
and I don't know too much about his life afterwards, um, which probably is uh, indicative of my own ignorance. But for him to do that in that very moment, uh, again, much like Muhammad Ali, for different reasons, I don't think we'll ever have an athlete like that again. Couldn't agree more. But I don't have any little nuggets to take me to Mars. Okay, my pushback on this is a lot of people have heard about... Pushback? (laughs) Yeah, for my number one to be the number one that wins. A lot of people have heard about Rumble in the Jungle and they know the details. Not many people that I have personally spoken to know about Jesse Owens's. Yeah, that doesn't mean it hasn't affected uh, people and the world. We're talking about the greatest sporting moments. The greatest moment will be known. I think ours is 1936, I'd and I'd say it's pretty... Especially I, feel, like, I feel like mine is known. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same here. I, I definitely would say that hey, the you more people I talk to, but I don't have a okay. no, that's dog great. coin to take me yeah. to the moon. Yeah, here's a good little uh, kickback on that. Sport... The only yeah, the only way. No, I do know yeah. what you're the. No, too late. The only ah. no, sorry. <laughs> the only way that people know about your fight, Rumble and Jungle, mm-hmm. is because they're able to watch it on TV. Oh. The nineteen thirty six Olympics oh, was yes. technically the first, first ever. T- no, don't act like you. The first ever televised organized sporting event in human history. Granted, it only went out to a few places in Germany itself. Mm-hmm. The the technically like the first proper broadcasted one was a college um, like baseball game or basketball game in the US, but for that boxing match to have ever been televised and, and blown up and been so big, you need the 1936 Olympics. Okay, so you're making the it. case that more people saw it at that time, but that's irrelevant because I know about it and I wasn't there for the Muhammad Ali boxing match to see it in person. It got recycled. So the same same thing should be true for the Joe the Jesse Owens Olympics should get recycled and I should see it after it's happened, but I didn't because it's not as great a moment. No, I'm talking uh, about sitting like yeah. doing it so that other things could do it. He's saying that if yeah, I understand. 19- that. But but having said that, I wouldn't say Jesse Owens has anything to do with that. If anything, you're actually applauding Germany's ability to orchestrate broadcast media, which is a little bit problematic. What I will say though. As my own little nugget, which I thought you were about to say, is that the uh, American Track and Field event uh, award every year is called the Jesse Owens Award. And so the greatest track and uh, field athlete for America every single year is named after him, which personally I think is a little bit more wholesome than being like, uh, we wouldn't have his without Goebbels organizing yours. Hey, man, we wouldn't have Fanta without Nazi Germany either, right? But so fuck here we Fanta. are. Fanta. Fuck, yeah, Fanta, fuck Fanta, fuck myth. Fuck NASA. Jeff Bezos out here shooting off to the sky. That's only possible because of all the Nazis. I'll tell you the only Nazis. things I like, like from Germany things. is Mercedes-Benz and BMW. BMW made by a Nazi. You know, same with Audi, same with Adidas. All right, I will put a pin in that and welcome in producer Steen, who, good luck, my guy. There's a lot to unpackage here. Yeah, do you want to go with Nazism or the guy who protested the Vietnam War? <laughs> or do you want to go with animal abuse? <laughs> uh <sighs> This is a this is a slight tough one. Uh, you know, I'm still I'm still a little thrown off by um, Mike Tyson fighting a shark. Mm, <laughs> like, fair enough. Positively, I, I, positively, I didn't I didn't expect it, right? But look, it's not it's not the winner. You know, it's not your top one. No, it's not. But hey, you know, I'm delivering news to you by looking at you. No, so look at, look back at me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> uh, so you guys have the I guess you could say same. 
and uh, we've got one odd out here. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the the case in point that has been made by Cam and Oliver is much stronger than William, and I'm going to have to give it to them for this one. That's fine. So is it a joint? Okay, wait, no, Steen, you yeah. th- a long time ago you told us you took into account the the entirety of the top yes. three. And I actually wrote a couple of notes to myself. Um, so now that it comes down to both of you guys, uh, I've got it between uh, <laughs> Margaret versus a shark, essentially, right? Now, um, I'm going to ask Liam here as well what he thinks is the best uh, a shark or, or Margaret, essentially. It's a bit of a throw-off. Like what takes more physical prowess to do yeah. or what's more important? Because what's more important <laughs> is what Margaret did. It, it is the best physical sporting moments of all. Oh, don't time. worry. I've made my mind up. I just wanted to get an opinion here. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Margaret do moment. It okay? <laughs> and I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah I do too. To be the clear, Margaret I moment do. is a clear winner. So yeah. Yeah, I do and too. technically, we're going to give this one to Oliver here. I couldn't agree more. And uh, you'll come... Just second place. Can oh, can you and I walk hand in hand <laughs> around the track and just wave to everyone and be like, "We're not that different, you and I." And I just want to say, if I never win another chip, I did it my own way. <laughs> I didn't join a super team. You know what I mean? That's real. <laughs> that's real. I mean, we love to have someone that's not going to pick the obvious, like you're, you know, you not having Jesse Owens or you having a shark. And I guess it's I'll just keep cleaning house. Yeah, and just straight to up, can um. <laughs> Can the SPCA look into Cam? <laughs> Just to clarify, do you guys think I think the shark here? I think Mike Tyson. No, I'm You're all talking about a shark as if I'm talking about the shark's ability. I don't yeah, fucking uh, care about the shark. Yeah, yeah, no, no, shark Mike Tyson. The shark is just a good keyword to bring up the point okay. you made. Okay, cool. No, We've advertised Subway, and now we're advertising animal abuse. It was point. Discovery <laughs> Channel. It was on Shark Week, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I couldn't agree more. I think Margaret A is infinitely more important. Next week, Cam beats up a kitten live <laughs> on the pod. Tune in. Guys. Oh, what is our episode for next week? Did we... Oh. Are we going to do... Pet Pet peeves. Pet peeves just in time for this pop, pop filter. filter. We got the pet peeves coming in. Well, thank you so much, guys. This was a rather heated but exciting and delicious debate over the greatest sporting moments of all time. My name is Oliver. As always, I'm joined by Cam, Liam, and producer Steen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. This has been a pleasure, as always. Thank you, team. Good work, everyone.